Thank you for listening to Tech for Coaches presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Tech for Coaches is a podcast focused on teaching others how to leverage the massive power of technology. All right. Hello, everybody. Tech for Coaches, episode number two. Tech for Coaches is presented by UnleashStrengths.com, recorded on November 11th, 2014. Tech for Coaches was created to help coaches or anybody who has a business uh, how to harness the power of technology in an effort to build their business, share their message, and take one step closer towards ultimate success. Here at UnleashStrengths.com, we are always open to new ideas, so if you have a topic you'd like to discuss or have a question after the show closes, please email me, Andy, at UnleashStrengths.com. You can also give me a call, 815-441-2219. And as always, be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash UnleashStrengths, and hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash UnleashCSF. Again, that's UnleashCSF. Tech for Coaches is also available on iTunes. That's right, folks. We've reached the big time. So be be sure to leave us a comment, some feedback, and uh, share this podcast with at least two of your friends and see what they think. Technology is not going anywhere. Now's the time to embrace it. Let's do this. My name is Andy Sokolovich. I am the owner and uh, strengths coach from UnleashStrengths.com. Also a huge geek when it comes to technology, especially technology that can make you money through marketing. And... My co-host uh, today is Mr. Jim Collison. Jim, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Greetings, Andy. Thanks for having me on. It's always good to uh, to be a part of what uh, what you're doing here. And of course, I work for Gallup, and I uh, also have a tech podcast that we do uh, on the side over at TheAverageGuy.tv. Yeah, Jim's tech podcast is is awesome, good stuff, and sometimes it's way over my head. But you know what? I love learning something new. That's what today's show is all about. We're talking about video creation. So, virtual show of hands, who here loves using video to promote their business? I am one of those guys. Uh, so, some stats here that I pulled up that just shows the power of video when we talk about online content creation and online marketing. Video remains the number one most highly shared form of online content. That's amazing. It's number one. Why is that? I would venture to say because YouTube is a Google product. Everybody knows that, or at least you should. So when we talk about getting your site ranked really high for search engine optimization, we talk about just building brand awareness online. You kind of want to be nestled in the bosom of Google, right? And a great place to start doing that is YouTube, a great video warehouse for you to promote your videos and generate some buzz about your product. And I pulled this off today, and I think this is really cool. According to comscore.com, 100 million 100 million, that's the number of internet users who watch online video each and every day. So we have 100 million people worldwide accessing sites like Vimeo and YouTube and digesting video content every single day. Also, they say an average uh, user spends watching online video every single month is about 16 minutes and 49 seconds. So people not only out there digesting this information, but they're spending the time soaking it all up and taking advantage of what your message is. So now that we know that video is so popular, and, and I, for one, uh, have a YouTube channel for UnleashStrengths.com, and I'm a huge geek when it comes to video, and I love creating content, but now that we have that we know video is so popular and it's an effective marketing tool, how do we create one? 
Well, the really cool thing that's, that technology kind of graced us with is the simplicity of making videos. I mean, I jotted down a few examples. YouTube.com. Everybody knows about YouTube. We just talked about it, a product of Google. But you can go to YouTube and use something as simple as your webcam, like we're talking on right now, to make a talking head video or a video with just you sharing a message uh, with your audience. And that's a great place to start. Now, I go to YouTube a lot and create little snippets because I take my videos that I have already uploaded on there and I can create little videos that are that are designed and focused uh, for a certain individual. For the strengths coaching stuff, I like to use it where I take the videos I created for each theme and I slice them all together right in YouTube. I don't ever even leave YouTube and I make personal videos for uh, for my audience. Another site I want to tell you guys about is animoto.com. A-N-I-M-O-T-O dot com. So write that down, Animoto dot com. Animoto is a very cheap, cheap way for you to construct some really cool videos that are incorporated with slideshows, pictures, some animation, uh, some, some background music, and just some really cool content and social sharing options that you can use to, to get your message out there, to share some video. Have you ever seen anything from Animoto, Jim? No, I haven't. That's, this is brand new for me. So I, you, you'll have to tell me how it works. Yeah, animoto.com, a great resource. Apps. You got a smartphone? Everybody have has a uh, has an iPhone, has a iOS device, has an Android. There's some really really neat applications that you can download that are very very simple. I mean, it's just a matter of you just like you're doing a selfie, taking a video of yourself talking about something that you're passionate about or delivering information and content to your audience. So you don't necessarily need any kind of high expensive uh, HD. So Windows Movie Maker is another one that we, we use that all the time to kind of drop in some content and slice up some pretty little videos that we use to send out to our clients. Um, also screen capture. This is what I really enjoy doing. And this is actually second to a talking head video for just me talking to my camera like this. This is what I've had some, some really solid success with is through screen capture. Now, screen capture, for those of you who don't know what that means, is basically just capturing the image that's displayed on your computer monitor or on your screen. Uh, one of the programs that I like to use, now there's two. There's one called Camtasia. C-A-M-T-A-S-I-A. Camtasia is super expensive. I think it's like, what is it, anybody? $300 or something at like that? Three, at least 300 bucks. yeah. So $300 uh, for a single program. Now, granted, it does some really cool things. I mean, you can do some chroma key stuff. You can do, uh, that's green screen work. So a lot of really cool advanced thing. But there's really one that's out there that I enjoy because it's really affordable and it's functional, and it's easy to use, and it's called Bandicam, and that's B-A-N-D-I-C-A-M, Bandicam. You can go to Bandicam.com, you can download the full license for, I think it's $34.99 or something like that, and you have it. But what that allows you to do is pretty much, I like to create, and this is just me, but this is what I'm recommending to you guys here on Tech for Coaches, is I like to create a presentation through PowerPoint, and then I pretty much go through it. So if you're a coach, if you're somebody who's going to be given a presentation or you want to make an online product that you can sell, what I like to do is go on PowerPoint, create the presentation, and then I sit back, go through it a few times, get all my wording down just right, and then I open up Bandicam, hit record, and then I go through and I give the entire presentation. And then I use that for one or two things. Like I said earlier, you can create a product that you can sell online. 
Um, you can create half the presentation or a third of the presentation and send it to a possible client as a teaser. Uh, or you can uh, just create the presentation for your own use to see how you sound when you're giving a presentation, right? We all like to record ourselves and then go back and listen and uh, have an idea of maybe where we stuttered and put in some ums or we got slow or confused. That's a great tool to do that. And I'm telling you that is one of the most engaging videos you can put out there because people love to be educated. People love to be taught something. And it's a great way to build up trust and let people know that you actually can do what you say you can do. Um, so screen capture program. Again, that's Bandicam is the one I like to use. Camtasia is great if you got the money to spend, but I like Bandicam. Andy, let's not blow past Movie Maker because I think you you alluded to that. But there's some amazing power and video editing capabilities for free. Yep. With with Movie Maker, and it comes if you're on the Windows platform, that that's a part of the Windows uh, Live Essentials package. Uh, Microsoft has chosen really not to continue to work on those, so the latest version is 2012. But they all still work if you're running Windows 7 or Windows 8. You can download those. I use them on both platforms. In fact, I've downloaded on a Windows 10, the newest preview um, for that, and they work just fine uh, from that. Who knows how long they'll continue to support them or how long they'll be available, but if you're looking to do some basic video editing, especially with YouTube, where you create the videos, download them, uh, pull them into Movie Maker, you can really do quite a bit with it. I can pull JPEG images in. I can create slides. I, there's about 19,000 different transitions <laughs> that you can make between the videos. You can add music. You can, I mean, so if you're on the Windows on the Windows platform and you want to do something that's zero dollars, which is and it comes with Windows. Well, you have to download it in most cases, but it's available for Microsoft. Windows Movie Maker works out real well as, um, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I often, like I, you said, I zip past that one because I don't use it personally, um, only uh, because my wife is an excellent Windows Movie Maker. Uh, she does some amazing videos out there, and actually we just are in the process of trying to sell a horse, and she made some several really cool, amazing, engaging videos using Windows Movie Maker. Um, so the possibilities really are endless. Those other ways are great, too. It's just for some people, like the average guy who's coming in trying to create it, that's just a great way to get started with it. Spend zero money and uh, and get your feet wet with video. It's it's step-by-step. It's very intuitive. It's one of those best-kept secrets at Microsoft. Uh, so don't. Uh, that would be my recommendation on a good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Uh, and last but not least, uh, obviously there's tons of other programs out there. And if you want to delve really deep in this, you can spend some serious cash and get into some hardcore video editing. I mean, if you get Adobe's Creative Cloud, you do get After I think you get After Effects with the Creative Cloud, don't you? Well, Adobe's changed everything now. So you buy one price per month, and it ends, I think it starts at 60 bucks. and as you get closer to the educational rate, it goes down to 20 bucks. But and that's a month. So you're paying that on it, but you get everything from them for that right. month of price. So it's a subscription uh, cost with Adobe. But like you said, you've got to really want to be in that. You know, you're going to get everything they make. You're going to get Premiere. You're going to get uh, Photoshop. You're going to get Lightroom. You're going to get Audition. Uh, I mean, you're going to get everything Adobe has if you just go out to Adobe.com and look up Creative Cloud. Um, it's there. It's but that's for the serious producer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a huge learning curve involved with that stuff. It's industrial strength, right? I mean, I think Movie Maker is on one end and Adobe Creative Cloud. 
And and you know you mentioned Camtasia. Camtasia may be on that extreme side too. That's there's a little bit of, of a learning curve to get into Camtasia. So very very powerful. If you're not if you haven't started doing video yet, take baby steps. Because if you, you if you go out and get a, a you know a thousand dollar webcam and you start shooting video and you try and download that to your computer and you want to do all these cool things that you see Andy do because he does some cool things with his video. The learning curve is pretty steep, and so you're going to have to invest some time in doing it. Andy, I know we'll, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you might even want to think about outsourcing some of that work to people who are particularly gifted at it. Boom. Smooth transition. Uh, with the alley-oop from Jim Collison, I'm talking about Fiverr.com. Now, here's a little trade secret, okay? Love it or hate it, there's a website out there called Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And it's a website where people do things for $5. And when it first came out, people were doing crazy things like writing your business name on their stomach and, and weird stuff. But what it's kind of morphed into is a marketing mecca. I mean, you can go there and for $5, 5 bucks, you can have somebody create you a very, very cool, decent, well-made video. Now, again, it's for five dollars. So if you say to somebody, "I want, I want you to create this, um, you know, fifteen-minute epic video creation that I have built in here, and I'm going to explain it to you," not going to happen. Okay, it's five dollars. But if you have a basic idea, here's the desired message I like to get out. Here's my contact information. Now craft a video around that. It's a solid resource for a couple of reasons. It's five bucks. Okay, so even if the video stinks, you're not going bankrupt. But also for $5, you can create a decent amount of content. It's also a good place to get voiceover work done. So if you were, if you wanted somebody to do, and Andy, you're particularly good at voiceover work of doing these intros and these exits and oh. you kind of got that radio voice going on. You do, you do it very, very well. But there are like on Fiverr, you can find somebody like deep voice guy, you know, mm -hmm. or British woman, right? Yeah. You can get yeah. those. And, and the nice thing is you can try them out for five bucks, and then if you like them, you can extend that service. It kind of gives you a chance to test out a contractor for five bucks, and, and they're very clear about what they'll do and how much they'll do on that site you know, for you. And then if you like it, you can start purchasing more from them. So it's a great way to try it out. You know, I just I get so passionate about marketing and helping business owners develop uh, their vision and share their message at such a broad scale. Fiverr, to me, is a great, great resource because the one thing you want to do if you own a business, the only way that you're going to grow as a business is to get more people to hear about you. And with the power of technology like we're talking about today, video is a great way to do that. So why not invest 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks and have somebody create you something amazing just to kind of get your foot in the door, um, get some information out there. So here's the next question I want to pose. Now that we know that video is so popular and it's an effective marketing tool, so we, we've created a video, but what's next? Where are we going to put it? What are we going to do with it? We got this video. You went to Fiverr.com or you use Windows Movie Maker um, or you made a talking head video like this on YouTube. Now it's just sitting on your hard drive. What's the next step? Uh, there's a few places that you can share your video for maximum exposure. Number one spot you're going to put that video is on YouTube.com. Why? Because YouTube is a product of Google. So we want our name to get out there and start getting uh, indexed and found on these search engines. You log in with your Gmail or your Google login, and then on the top right-hand corner of the screen, there's a little section there that says, a little button that says Upload. 
Simple. You click on Upload, and then it's going to ask you to select the file destination. That file is nestled nicely on your desktop, and boom, we're uploading a video. Now, I made it sound super simplistic, uh, and it can get a little bit more difficult than that, depending on the size of the video and, and uh, things of that nature. But ultimately, clicking Upload, uploading that video is the greatest way to start. But now we got to move on to there. So now that we're just going to put this video up, what are we going to take advantage of? Well, again, we want to make sure that people find us online when they're searching for the services that we offer. So we want to make sure that our descriptions and our headline and all that great text that we include in that video is optimized for search engines. Now, Jim, when you upload your videos to YouTube, I'm assuming you do that quite often, um, do you have actual steps that you go through to ensure you include all that content in there, that text, that, that link juice? Yeah, well, you know, it's what's really important. You know, a lot of people try to game the system with, mm -hmm. with SEO. And there, there's a couple different forms or a couple different ways to do that. And people used to just find key terms. So if you're looking at different marketing sites or SEO sites, they, they may say, you know, find your 25 key terms and then jam those words into whatever you're putting in there as much as you can. Google has actually changed their algorithms in the last couple of years to fight against that. These, these link baiters or these, these, these keyword jammers, they, um, th so that actually penalizes you now. So if you come, if you try to go in there and you try and put coaching, coaching, strengths, strengths, coaching, coaching, top five, arranger, maximizer, you know, you're starting to put all these words in there. Just put them in randomly. Uh, they're actually going to find that out and they're going to penalize your, your, your site for that. So, you want to have real text in there. And so kind of one of what we do with video, especially with the podcast, is when after we're done creating a video, we create a set of show notes. Uh, Andy, you and I do both the same thing on our website. And we just take, I just take those show notes, really, and I kind of just copy them and move them over into YouTube so I have some information in there. It's not a bad idea to just sit down and in real English or the language of your choice and just write out what you what that what you did in that video. That's all they're really looking for with SEO. So anybody who this is the other thing. Anybody who sells you SEO uh, advice, right? That isn't simple and basic and easy to use is probably trying to sell you snake oil. So just be careful. To be, there's plenty of marketers out there who want to say, oh, I've got the I've got all the keys. Well, guess what? Nobody has the keys because Google hides those mm -hmm. uh, and they and they change them all the time. The key is really to be yourself when you're writing out there. Don't just make it real, right? Mm -hmm. Don't try and don't try and game the system. Just make it real. Write a couple paragraphs. It takes you five minutes. Get that in there. Get it done. Or this is not a bad fiber exercise. Send your video to someone, and oftentimes they'll transcribe it for you, and you can take that information and uh, and put those in show notes. Yeah, absolutely. We're in the same school of thought there, Jim. I tell everybody when you're writing your video descriptions for SEO purposes. Tell, act like this is what I do is I kind of close my eyes and I visualize somebody sitting across the table from me in a restaurant and they say, Hey Andy, what was your podcast about? And then I begin to write just very conversational. I don't try to get crazy with it because when somebody comes to your video, they want to actually, it's, it's, they're going to digest the information a lot easier if they can understand what it is that you're talking about. Um, so a very, very basic intro. So, and then with your headline too, you know, headlines are really, really important. The, um, probably the most important. Part absolutely. Of a lot of people underestimate the power, the drawing power of a well-worded headline. Now, you're just not going to create a video 
I mean, say you're marketing your business and you have the next greatest widget that solves problem A and you're the main solution. You're not just going to create a video that just says my product at mywebsite.com means nothing to me. You need to provide me with what's the problem and now you offer me a solution. Intriguing headlines. I'm a copywriter by trade and one of the things that I notice time and time again is that headlines are just botched. They're messy. They don't make sense. They don't say, they don't answer that question. What's in it for me? The only reason somebody's watching your video is because they want something in return for their timely investment. So you have to tell them in your headline what they're going to get out of watching. So very, very important. And again, make sure if your, if your video is within a certain industry or focuses on a certain keyword that you, uh, in a conversational way, draw that into the headline and actually make it, uh, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, and anyway, let me say, Google really uh, values headlines or, or the, the header more than anything else. So uh, if you're going to spend your time, the valuable point, and this is this goes for blogs as well, the value is in the title, not necessarily all the words below, because there's been so much, there's been so much gamification in, in SEO of that text. They've just put more value on the headline. So yeah, you get a shorter space, but just make sure, like you're saying, Clear, concise, and to the point. And this, this is this is the part that drives me nuts. This is just my own personal opinion. But if I see one more five ways of doing this, or seven ways to get this done, or what recently these headlines of this happened at this location, and you won't believe what happened next. Oh yeah, that's all over all Facebook over, these all days. All over Facebook. It's awful. It's terrible. You know what? It, they work. <laughs> this is the bad thing. They work, and that's why people use them. But you're looking for legitimate traffic and not for people, not just clickbait for people to come and make clicks and come over. Right. So have great headlines, spend your time on, on the titles as opposed <clears> to <throat> the content below. But I, I say it's up to you what you do. Stay away from that stuff. The, yeah. You won't believe what happened when Andy showed up on the podcast. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, you know, the numbers work. I will, I will say that I've tested that and, you know, five reasons why, 10 tips, that stuff really works. But all right, so we're talking about YouTube videos. So you're uploading your video to YouTube. You got a great headline. Now you have your, in your body, your description of that video. And also make sure to include in that description, you can include links. So make sure you put in links to your website, to your social media pages, uh, include, those links because that gives a person an opportunity to go from your video directly to your website, directly to your Facebook page. So you want to limit that distance a potential customer has to travel between the time that they're interested in what you have to say till they're actually moving towards making a purchase. And then the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to include keywords, which are the, you'll be allowed to select keywords um, within your video. And this is outside the description. This is a section that says keywords. And again, that's where we're going to put in our keywords that that actually, and I don't think they have a limit on how many you can put in for a YouTube video. Um, no, it could be. no, they do. <clears throat> they do? It's 50 or something like that. So. <laughs> okay. Trust Either way, it's a lot of words, right? <laughs> I've reached it. It's a few, yes. Yeah. So that's when you want to start getting, in, and they're just the keywords. So when I upload my videos for UnleashedStrengths.com and say it's, it's Thematics, which is another podcast that I do available on iTunes, search Thematics. Um, thematics, when I go through there, I put in strengths finder, I put in strengths, I put in gallop, I put in theme, I put in talent, I put in any word that I would use to describe the, the focus of that podcast 
to somebody sitting across from me at a cafe or a bar. Um, and then you go ahead. And then a tip on that, Andy. So yeah. say you say you've done transcriptions, or say you've got a you've got a post associated with it. There's a site called WordCounter.net, which is very very helpful for this. And if you want to know what your keywords are, you've probably written them out already. Yeah. And so drop that into just copy and paste it into keyword.net. It'll count for you and give you the details of what, what words showed up. You do, certainly don't want to use them all, but it would give you an opportunity to see what you have in your own, you know, what you have in your own. The other thing you can do is if you, you're looking at your competitors' videos or you're looking at other people's stuff and you want to see what they are, what the words they're using, do the same thing. Copy, paste their text in, see what kind of keywords are being used inside the text. Super easy and super free. Yeah, really. I mean, it's just uh, amazing the type. Yeah, and search engine optimization. I mean, we could do a show on that all by itself. But there are some old school black hat techniques that are that are uh, definitely frowned upon. So that's it. We launched our video on YouTube. Now what? Now what are we gonna do with it? Well, uh, once your video is is on YouTube, guess what you get? You get a nice little link that you can share with people. Now. Uh, you can share that link however you determine is the best way to do it. But what I like to do is I use that link on social media, Facebook, Twitter. And depending on the context of the video and how many people I want to see it, I also include that link in my signature block uh, for Outlook. So a lot of people miss that step. I mean, think of how many emails you send every single day, back and forth, send and receive. Just imagine if you were sending an email to a potential new client or customer, and at the bottom of your signature link, I mean, it said, Andy Sokolovich, Gallup Certified Strength Coach. It had my contact information. And then on the bottom, it said, check out the latest video I made. And that video linked to my YouTube page, which had all my other videos listed there and categorized. Um, so that's one thing that a lot of people miss. You're getting that link. Use it. Hyperlink words. If you're sending out email uh, through MailChimp is what I use, or AWeber. If you're doing any kind of email marketing, make sure you take that video and share it with people via link. Now, you can also embed videos. Now, the term embed a video gets people kind of scared because now we're dealing with uh, a different language that we don't understand or some text that looks all crazy, and I don't even know where to put it. Embedding a video simply means when you go to YouTube and, you, and you're watching a video, right below the video is a little tab that says Share. And you click on share and it's going to say link embed. And then you click on embed. It gives you a script of code. Now that code can be easily embedded into a website. Now this is where it gets kind of technical. And I'm not going to go too deep into this because we can lose a lot of people really quickly. Um, but one of the things, if you're watching this live broadcast on unleashedstrengths.com forward slash live, and you see that we have a really cool video, which is this broadcast that we're recording right now in real time. I used an embed code to place that video display in there. Um, so that is through a, that's through WordPress. So I created a WordPress page or I created a page on my website and I slapped that embed code in there. Again, I don't really want to go too deep into that because that gets kind of a little too techy, uh, but that's an option that you can do. Okay, so one of the other places you can share your video is Facebook. Now, you have two options when we go to Facebook. You can go to Facebook and you can create a post and you can simply drag and drop your link or the embed code works as well in there. And, and then you can just put it in there and you can type up your post. Check out this awesome video I made. It's all about blah, 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 blah. Again, using some keywords and things like that just to get the point across. Slap it in there, hitting enter, and then your video shows up at the bottom there as a link. Or 
the other option is you can now upload your videos directly to YouTube. Now, that is my preference. I do both, but if I have the time and the opportunity, I actually like to just upload my video. So when you click on add photo or video uh, on your YouTube, on your Facebook post, excuse me, it's going to ask you just like you're uploading a picture, tell me where the file's sitting at. Right there, nice nicely uh, comfortable on my desktop. I double click on the file name and you or I'm sorry, Facebook, I'm going to mess that up again. Actually just uploads it directly to facebook.com. Um, so what I like about that is, and I'm not sure because I have to do some testing on this, but you know Facebook and I think the mobile app now you can turn it off for some of the for some of the providers. But uh, Facebook, if you're cruising around on a desktop, you will notice that some videos autoplay. And what I've noticed is that most videos autoplay, if not all videos that autoplay, are directly uploaded to Facebook. Jim, am I incorrect in saying that, or is that accurate? You know, I I don't know on Facebook yeah. now. I, I it changes I, so many times. It does, and and I'm not. This is another area that I struggle with. What's popular right now, and and I don't like videos direct on you uh, on Facebook especially because as you're scrolling through it on your phone and they start they, they automatically come on now right it's great for engagement but as a user as an end user it just drives me crazy that kind of depends on your audience you know when we talk right. about videos and you're creating these videos you really have to keep your audience in mind what are you developing these for what who's going to see them what are you, what are you doing if if they if, if it's marketing stuff, do you really want to market that to all your family? I mean that that well, might be what you want to do, but you have to think about those questions. I'm not sure. Either way, the autoplay feature I will agree is insanely annoying. <laughs> okay, but like you said, if you're putting it up on your business site um, and you're trying to reach somebody, you're trying to just kind of get your foot in the door. You don't have to leave it up there forever. Uh, just throw it out there, see what it is. I mean, Jim talks about this all the time. Uh, when he discusses podcasting, is know your audience. They're the ones, ultimately, that are going to make those decisions for you. Now, you can be aggressive. You can have your videos autoplay. You can send four or five links to the same video a day. It's it's basically what your audience wants and what they respond, excuse me, what they respond to. Uh, but Facebook's a great opportunity. And then, and then Twitter, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, tell the truth right now. I don't know a lot about Twitter. I've been in the marketing game now for three plus years and, and Twitter still has become one of these things where I get in it, I get out of it, I get in it, I go back, it's somewhat changed. So I don't know how, Jim, you can talk about this. How does video integrate with Twitter? So really, from a video standpoint, Twitter's your friend in help getting the word out about your video. And so, you know, again, this is where your title matters. This is where what you're doing matters. This is who, who's following you matters. This It's one of those kinds of things. I mean, Twitter is the largest public bulletin board. If you just think of it that way, if you think of people coming on the corner and shouting a message and then walking away, but that message is only 140 characters, a lot of people don't get Twitter. This was one of the things I hear a lot in the stuff that we do. A lot of people don't get it. Um, some love it. Um, uh, marketers just love it. It it is you know I I somehow I got on a list and every single internet marketer who's written a book now wants to follow me or wants me to follow them and you know you think I'm more in Twitter for the interaction. In fact, on my bio I said I, I like the chat more than any you know than anything. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in the conversation, follow me. What's happened though, Andy, of late is I've started having actually real conversations on Twitter that go back and forth because it's on my phone and I have an app. And for people I don't have their email address or I met them on Twitter, it works like email. You're just forced into 140 characters from that standpoint. So 
For quick conversations, some people use WhatsApp for that kind of stuff or texting. It's the same same way. Mm. But from a video perspective, it absolutely can be your friend in the advertising area, especially with the link and the YouTube link. Some um, some uh, clients that view Twitter, if you put the video, the YouTube video in there, it'll actually show up in the tweet mm-hmm. when it's displayed on the in, in Twitter. So that again, that can be advantageous if you've set that video up in a way that uh, uh, might have people to click on. I don't think you get a lot of benefit from just throwing it out there and hoping people will click on it. Unless it goes viral, but and that rarely happens. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a depressed cat, or what is it now, the angry cat, or something uh, like yeah, that. It's cat or day. But I think for the average person, uh, it's it's just not going to happen. You're not going to do that. But it is a great if you if you built followers and you have community. It's again, it's, you know your audience. If your audience is out there and they're listening to you through Twitter, it can be a very valuable tool. If they're not, it's probably worthless. No, great point. And, and oh, I did notice the other day, Jim, this is kind of, again, off topic, but when I uploaded my Spreaker link to my latest podcast that I had on Spreaker, the Spreaker player actually showed up right below my tweet. Yeah, Spreaker is great on Twitter. So some of the companies, SoundCloud, Twitter, Mixler, some of those companies have really done a nice job of integrating with Twitter. And so that player is dynamite, and you might get some engagement. And that's on the audio side, right? All those services are audio only. Uh, great for podcasters, but um, yeah, there's some integration that go with it. And when you're uh, some clients, when you're looking at it, boom, that thing shows up as a play button. And what you're hoping they do is click play when mm-hmm. when they're in that client. So. Yeah, we'll have to definitely do a podcasting episode of Tech for Coaches because uh, video for the longest time was my bread and butter. I loved it. And then uh, Jim introduced me to some podcasting, and now I see those two playing tug of war. And Spreaker.com, it's like speaker with an R, Spreaker.com um, is a great place to go. Again, we're talking about audio only, but a great place to go and record. You can do live broadcasts, you can do podcasts, you can actually, there's if you use the app on the uh, iOS devices, and I don't know what it is for Android, but it actually will bring up an actual little mixing board type looking thing where you can put in some sound effects and some stuff like that. So it's really kind of neat. So again, that's Spreaker.com. Audio only has nothing to do with video. We'll, um, we'll do a whole show on podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, wet your whistle. More to come on that. So, okay, so we discussed, we, we discussed a few websites you can go to and tools you can use to create this video. We've already determined that video is and continues to be the number one most shared form of online content out there. We discussed how YouTube is a product of Google and why Google is so important to getting you found online. And we discussed ways that we can upload our video to YouTube, upload our video to Facebook, use Twitter to promote our video. And then now we're left to saying, okay, before we close this out, I want to give you some tools and some recommendations that both Jim and I, kind of little pet peeves we have uh, when we watch videos. And again, when you're creating online content, that's your virtual digital business card. So don't just create something just to create something and throw it out there. Because when when you know John Smith, uh, client A or B, is Google searching you, which they're going to do to see if you, in fact, can come through with the services that you're offering, Google doesn't just give you the good and, and keeps away the bad, right? Everything's out there. Everything's game. Everything can be found, searched, saved, shared. So we want to make sure when we're making these videos that we're not just throwing crap against the wall and hoping that it sticks. We want to make sure that it's good quality. Um, so the first thing that I like to recommend is a decent webcam. 
especially if you're going to start doing what I refer to as talking head videos using YouTube or something like that to create this this image of you sitting there as a professional sharing information directly with the the end user or the viewer. Now, one of the, the webcams that Jim recommended to me and now I've used long enough to recommend to you is the Logitech C920, and that's C as in Charlie, 920. That's correct, Jim, right? Yeah, $60 on Amazon right now. So probably the cheapest it's ever been. When those came out new, they were 100 and they've dropped in price. Logitech is getting ready to refresh those, and so they'll come out with a new a whole new set. But right now, $60, very reasonable for a really full HD webcam that uh, is kind of the industry standard when it comes to this kind of uh, communication. We use them all. Every camera we use at Gallup, C920. Yep, absolutely. It works great. It comes with a tripod mount in the back. I was trying to think of the name of that term. So it comes with a tripod mount a tripod mount on the bottom. So you can just, like right now on my setup, I have a one of those little, like, I don't even know what you call them. They're like those, uh, it's a plastic tripod that kind of spider. Octopus. Yeah, the little octopus tripod. And I just have that mounted uh, comfortably and securely on my monitor so I can move it around depending on the angle I want. But the Logitech C920 is a great webcam. Again, full HD quality video, decent microphone. And and Jim's going to jump in and say audio, audio or nothing. So when you're making these videos, people will deal with, with a grainy video, uh, maybe some poor resolution, but people will not watch your video if the audio quality is poor uh, or barely there. So you want to make sure that you're capturing quality audio. And one of the great ways to do that is with a simple USB microphone. What I'm talking on right now and what Jim is talking on is the uh, ATR2100 by Audio-Technica. And what does this go for now? Sixty bucks too, I think, right? Yeah, they're right now the so there's two mics that do real well. There's an AT two thousand five, that's the brother or sister, however you want, of this microphone. Exact same microphone, just a little different. In fact, I ordered four of those today for Gallup and they come with a nice little nice carrying case. I didn't know this until they came in today. The two thousand fives have a nice carrying case, which is handy if you're gonna if you're gonna move them around, if you're doing like video off-site or you're going to do you know stuff at conferences or whatever. Nice to have a nice little carrying bag that come with it. Or the ATR2100. They fluctuate like the price of gold on, uh, on Amazon, if that's where you're going to buy them. And depending on how popular they are. So today I picked up the ATR2005 for $48, where the 2100 was $68. Those those prices will move around. Just kind of watch your comfort zone. They're they're under 70 for the most part. In most cases, I can get them for 50. It's the best $50 you'll ever spend. And don't think you need to get an expensive arm like this to make it work. They come with a tripod that you can put right on the desk, and you can hide that for the most part. Again, if you watch Gallup's Call to Coach or Theme Thursday, every single guest gets shipped an ATR2100. They put it on the desk, we hide it out of, out of view, and we get great audio from them. So I, we have... 10 at any time that are always traveling around the country going to different guests. Good enough and easy enough that all these guests, they're not tech savvy. Uh, with a quick 10-minute phone call, I can set them up and have them working with the microphone on. Boom, no problem. So uh, Windows automatically recognizes them. Apple, uh, uh, Macs automatically recognize them. Super simple. Yeah, so we're talking quality audio with an ATR, the, with the AT2005, the ATR2100 quality video with the Logitech C920 and you're going to be spending less than 150 bucks. Uh, so two key things. 
But again, most importantly, I'll say this one more time. Audio is key. Bad video, people may still watch. Bad audio, they're gone. You lost them. Well, and let me let me let me preface that. If you're going to have a long videos of people talking or you're trying to share information and your audio is poor, they'll leave. If you're capturing just these short little video bites where you know guys are falling off skateboards or whatever, yeah, audio doesn't matter there, right? So if you're if you're doing, I don't know why. In, in with our audience, Andy, I don't think they would be doing these kinds of things. So. No, it's really key. Where this is especially key is when we convert these videos into podcasts, right? Audio only podcasts. We alluded to that. That's when it's really important. So people always say to me, Jim, this, why do you have to have this mic at your desk when you're just? It's just a video call. And I'm like, because I want great sound. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the other companion to that is what you've got headphones on. It's so helpful to be able to hear. You know, you run these through crap. Generally, people have bought crappy speakers for their computers. That's they're just junk. Right, and you can't hear them, and you're trying to figure it out, and it's not working. If you're trying to do video that way, you're going to get feedback and all kinds of problems. So, invest in a nice pair of earbuds as well. We didn't have that on the list, but get a nice pair of earbuds, something that are comfortable, especially if you're doing this kind of stuff. And then also, uh, last on the recommended equipment list, my voice is actually failing here. I know, I hear I, that. Yeah, I got a little bit of a cold, and I'm and I was pushing through, and I felt great, and now, now. Uh, yeah, it's going bye-bye. So before it leaves me for good, uh, tablet smartphones, they have some really cool filters and features you can use for creating video. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. But I, iOS devices, Android devices, iPads, whatever tablet you have, have some really cool features you can use for creating videos. So look at stuff like that. And just create something different. Create something unique. Create something engaging. Don't just create the same old kind of boring setup. Uh, so use some of those applications. I actually have an app where I can take a still picture of something and then I can have uh, like F-18s come in and blow it up. <laughs> you know, it's kind of neat. You wouldn't think you would use that for a, a business video, um, but you never know. It could be saying, I have a problem, watch me destroy, or watch, I have a solution, watch me destroy the problem. And you can have these F-18s come in and blow up uh, whatever it is. So there's some cool things you can do out there just to kind of get people talking and get them engaged. You know, that's all I got. I think I rocked it out uh, on some video stuff. What do you guys yeah. think? So, so let me give a few caveats on this. A few things that we were writing, we were writing down. So, with video bandwidth is everything. And Andy kind of learned this uh, early on that you can't get away if you're going to do a lot of video. Those files are gigantic, and so you're going to need to have ample bandwidth both up and down uh, to to wherever you're at. So you're probably you might have to you might end up paying a little bit more for your internet connection. Just take a look at that. One of the, the nice ways or easy ways, Andy just did this before we get started because he recently upgraded his internet and he's super proud of it, uh, is speedtest.net. So just that one word, speedtest.net, site you can go to, click it, it'll find a server near you, and then it'll tell you what your up and down are. This is also nice to verify with your internet service providers. Am I getting the right amount of bandwidth? So why is this key? One, you're moving gigantic files up and down from YouTube. So if you're going to be using YouTube. So that's one, you don't want it to take all night, right? So the more bandwidth, the better. Two, if you're doing these kinds of interview hangouts, a lot lot of folks want to, if if you're going to do this kind of stuff, you need ample up, right? You need at least five megs up in in bandwidth. Otherwise, it it just can't handle all this cool video that we're sending that way. So you want an ample, and, and I think Andy can attest to that beyond a shadow of a doubt, right? It does make a difference. Don't go budget on your bandwidth <laughs> yeah. to do video, right? Yeah, and make sure that your your internet provider is not lying to you 
and 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 not giving you the bandwidth you deserve. So go to speedtest.net right. and, and check and it prove out. it. And there's some in in like with uh, with Cox Communication, who's my ISP. You can actually run that speed test on their site and record it. In fact, sometimes they encourage you to do that. They want to know that they're getting the right amount of service out to you. And so you can run it. You can go to their site. So check out your your ISP, your Internet Service Provider. See what kind of tools you have available. It, with video, it absolutely matters that you have great um, bandwidth going forward. Um, one of the things you also want to think about when you're thinking about getting started with video is start slow and have realistic expectations on this, right? It's it, You watch these videos, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to create this. And 40 hours later, you're like, oh, and you're, you're not anywhere close to having the video done. It can consume and suck up a ton of time that you have there. So start slow, have realistic expectations. Start with some short videos. Do one- or two-minute videos, right? Try some things out that you're never even going to publish, right? You're never going to put out there. Just get a couple projects going and see if you're even good at this, you know? We've, we've had this theme of, you know, soar with your strengths. So we've been talking about this. Maybe you don't have the talent for this, and and so you're going to outsource that to somebody else, right? You're going to get somebody else to help you with your video. Uh, likewise, you know, when we talk about um, when we talk about SEO and those kinds of things, you absolutely have to measure, 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 right? If you're going to do something, put it out there. Check the stats from time to time. See how you're doing. It's one, if you're competitive, if you have competition, you will just absolutely encourage you to work harder at it. But there are lots of ways to track things. So measure, especially on YouTube, watch your stats. Now, don't get crazy about it, but watch your stats. Measure, measure, measure. And then uh, if you're, a, if you're a, an achiever, you might like to keep lists, right, lists of things. And, Andy, I know as, you've got, as you're building your podcast, and we have tons of steps that you have to go through sometimes. It's, with video editing, that's the same thing. Write a list of steps the first time you do it and edit those steps every time and make it like, you know, a pilot before he gets in the airs, he's got a book, right? I saw them as I was flying. They all have a book right up in the front, right? And you think, hey, they've flown that aircraft hundreds of times, right? Maybe even hundreds of times that year. <laughs> Yet they're still checking the book because sometimes you forget stuff. And guess what you don't want to forget when you're flying a big old jet, you know, airplane is you don't want to forget steps, right? So, Make a list, make a checklist of, okay, when I do video, I do this, I do this, I post it here, I do it there. Because for me, I've been doing this four or five years now, my processes can take me up to three or four hours to get all the way through all the steps I need to do to produce one podcast. So I don't leave it up to chance, I write them down, okay? So think about that, and then just remember, have fun with this, right? Don't make it a chore. It doesn't, it can be just, it can be lots of fun and be creative, right? Use what you're best at. Use, don't try to be somebody else. Be yourself in that and just make sure you, that you are, uh, that, that you're having fun with it. At the end of the day, you know, if it's not fun, it's not, it's not worth doing. When, when uh, I was talking with Andy just before the show, we were IMing on Facebook about how we were excited we were to, to do this podcast tonight. And and he was like, I got to hold back because I want to do a whole bunch more podcasting. And I was like, yeah, because it's fun, right? He's he's found he's found that thing. If video is your thing, you're gonna get sucked into it. And you're gonna have you're gonna have fun. Just make sure you're having fun doing it. Okay, make it something you enjoy doing. So those are my caveats. Those are my words of warning or encouragement, whatever you want to say. Make sure you're having a good time with it. Dandy, bring us in for a landing while you still have a voice. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Episode two of Tech for Coaches presented by Unleash Strengths. 
Com. We're going to try to do these every two weeks. Uh, we started out on Monday, then we jumped to a Tuesday, but we're going to get this kind of narrowed down and more focused on a set date. So we want you to tune in. We want you to absorb the information that we give you. Go out, market your message, share the information with the world, and let people know that you exist. Technology is a great way to do that. Don't be scared of it. We're here to teach you. Tech for Coaches, presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Be sure to describe to this podcast on iTunes. Just search Tech for Coaches, and you'll find us. If you have any questions or anything like that, email Andy, A-N-D-Y, at UnleashStrengths.com. Until the next episode, uh, this is Andy and uh, Jim signing off there. We'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Tech for Coaches. Remember, don't fear technology, embrace it. This is your host, Andy Sokolovich, and I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. System shutting down.